Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to another episode of Words and Nerds, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Today is the fifth time I welcome Sarah Bailey, author of The Dark Lake, Into the Night, Where the Dead Go and The Housemate, for The Writing Diaries, where we document Sarah's journey of writing an entire manuscript from the beginning of July to Christmas. We're around October now. We're going to record the glory, the frustrations, and everything in between. So welcome to this very special spin-off where you're in the hot seat for the fifth time, Sarah, and it's been about six weeks since we've chatted because of things in our lives. (laughs) How are you? I'm good, Danny. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well back into the podcast and I was talking to you about, um, you know, the exciting hurricane that I was trapped in overseas for two days. So, and you've been flying all over the world as well. So finally, we've managed to lock in a time to talk about your writing and I didn't even know how you found time, but tell us, um, last time we spoke, I think we had a goal of around 75k to be at today. And last time I think you're at 60k around about. Yep. So tell me the question that's on everybody's mind. How many words have you written? Yeah, so no, I'll, before I do that, so <laughs> yeah, I, have, I haven't been in a in an actual literal hurricane like you, but I've kind of been in like a bit of a work hurricane over the last <laughs> few weeks, which has yep. been not physically threatening but obviously quite um, mentally taxing. Um, but it has been a while since we caught up. So I I have managed to get quite a lot of words down which has been really good. Um, I am 200 words shy of 80,000 words. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. I just call it, I just call it 80. Just call it yeah, 80. Kind of annoying. I was like, I should just be like writing just something just so that I can <laughs> um, So, no, that feels good. And I was, I was thinking about it um, today before um, knowing that, you know, we were going to be catching up and I think, it's kind of a bit of a theme for this episode is sort of closing in. Like I feel like I'm mm. closing in on my own um, story, which is sort of funny because I think when you write crime, you're often in the same state as the as the character. So oh, like, that's she's, interesting. He's kind of closing in on the okay. pace. Yeah, yeah. I'm closing in on the story. On the sto- oh, I love that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like both. I, can, I can feel that she's pulling all the strands together and I'm like, me too. <laughs> mm, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I sort of remember this happening with the other books too where you, you, you sort of weirdly are in that same, like, mode because you yeah, kind that's of, cool. I guess when writing crime and, you know, part of the resolution is having everything come together. So I guess at around 80,000 words you sort of are in that same place where you're having to start to tie everything up and figure it all out too so yeah so closing in um is is what I'm trying to do and I think 
it's look there's still some there's still some um issues and kind of little pieces of the plot that aren't quite right and I sort of need to really work out like am I going to change that or am I going to sort of um, push through with that or you know is it possible to make that work and uh, you know that'll all kind of come through but I do probably broadly feel like I've broken the back of that kind of um, fundamental sort of puzzle Um, and I know I don't know exactly how it's going to resolve yet but I sort of I know what I'm writing toward um, which has been good and I've I've also gone back and fixed a few little bits and pieces that um, weren't correct that I've sort of just gone, okay, I'm just going to fix that now because it's kind of bugging me. And Mm. I think sometimes going back and fixing little bits and pieces helps me think about what um, comes next. So it kind of becomes a bit of a piece. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, yeah, I think overall it's in a better place than when we last talked definitely both from like a word count point of view but also just it's a bit clearer uh, and then now yeah, I really need to bring it home now mm. so when you're saying that you feel like the character's closing in and you're closing in do you mm. feel like along the entire journey you're feeling similar ways so right in the middle of it there's a bit of anxiety of where the hell is this going am I going to finish it and the character's sort of suffering that anxiety too of whatever's going on in the novel I think at the start I'm in a better position than the character. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, when you start when you start something, because normally if I start a book, it's because I've got a good idea yeah. and I'm um, like motivated to kind of get it on paper. I sort of really, I think I pre-decide the the start, so I often come in quite hot and write mm-hmm. the first chapter and write the next bit, and it feels like there's a lot of really good momentum there. So for the first, I don't know, maybe. 15,000 words, you know, a few chapters, I'm definitely leading the way and I'm telling everyone how it's going to be and there's no sense that there's any weirdness with the author-character relationship, like I'm the boss. Yeah. But but I think there's something that happens that kind of the second you start getting a little bit stuck or that things aren't quite working or you slow a bit down and then you realise something you've written doesn't really work, because you're writing crime, I guess it probably starts to get into that murky thing where there's a few plot threads that have been thrown up. It starts to get a bit complicated. Mm. They're trying to figure it out as well. There's lots of confusion. What does it all mean? Is it all linked? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> so I think that's when it that's when it gets a bit equal. Yep. That's when I'm like, yeah, we're both in this mess together. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> Who know. Who knows if either of us are going to get yeah. out of it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, and then... I guess you kind of write through that and it's probably sometimes you feel like you're winning, you know, you get a chapter where you're like, yeah, this is really great. You're back into that kind of control place again and then it will flip and you're like, I'm just writing this stupid chapter that is just a complete filler and I'm going to have to rewrite this whole thing because it's pointless. (laughs) There's a bit of both, I think, for a while. And then I think if you're lucky enough to get through that, then you're kind of in that slightly tipping point home straight where you can start to feel it coming together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm back to how I am at the start where I'm I can't I can't write fast enough because the ideas are coming and I want to get them down before I sort of forget even though I'm not you know really worried I'm going to forget them but you feel like you've got that energy back again Mm, so I like that it's always the saggy middle isn't it that's the troubling bit yeah it is I think it's really difficult to um keep sort of yeah maintain that sense of like intrigue and mm. momentum and you know not have energy 
Yeah. Totally. The energy is really hard. And I mean, I think there's also like a natural, um, I mean, unless you're writing like an action thriller that's, that's genuinely just got to be, you know, kind of gunfire start to finish, you sort of do, I think, need to have a little bit of like high energy and then a bit of a mm, lull. For sure. Like it's okay to have a bit, but I think the danger and the thing that I'm always really worried about is like, is this boring? Has it gotten <laughs> to a point where someone's reading it just being like, oh, my God, like I can't be bothered, you know, continuing with this book? And it's re- I find that really hard to judge. I think it's it's sort of, you know, I've read books, I'm, I guess, and that's what I'm always worried about. Like I don't want to have written a book where people are sort of flipping through the pages and just bored with it. Mm. Um and sometimes that can just be about the headspace you're in as a reader, I guess. But, you know, I think it is your job to try to make sure that just when someone maybe feels like they're hitting a little bit of a dip, that's sort of like you're right back up again. Yeah, exactly. That's you're trying to mm. orchestrate somehow. Yeah. Now, you've been powering on with the words, 20,000 words written since we've last spoken about five or six mm-hmm. weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got multiple threads, obviously, going through the story. So are they all coming together well and linking well or are they still need to be sort of tied up at the end? Are you worried about them or are they all sort of working how you want them to work? They definitely still need to be tied up, but they're sort of getting closer. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of it really does feel like you're closing in. You sort of got this. It's like a shadow that's creeping across. <laughs> and you're like, you can feel it all coming together. Um, I've written the last chapter. Oh, that was my next question. No. So the last chapter isn't sort of the big reveal. So it's actually not that difficult. Mm -hmm. But um, I'll probably have to change bits and pieces of it because, you know, I'll need to sort of um, make sure it does genuinely sort of match what's all tied up at the end. But I sort of had this this sort of moment where I um, pictured the ending and I knew where I wanted it to be and I knew what I wanted sort of the – tone of it to be I suppose so it's kind of after the big climax of the novel you know it's all been resolved everyone kind of knows the answers to the things but it's kind of that um how do you end the book yep and how do you give everyone a sense of sort of this is where the characters are at post that big dramatic moment so I feel pretty good about that because I think it um has made me feel like I know what I'm sort of writing toward even though it's not, you know, writing that end scene for me is really easy compared to the big kind mm. of showdown scene, mm. which I haven't worked out. I'm oh, not that sure. was my next question. Do you know how yeah. it's ending? No. I, I mean, I kind of, no, not really. <laughs> I, think I, I, was trying to, I was trying to be hopeful then. I was like, do I? No, not, no, I don't. <laughs> um, I sort of know who will be there, mm-hmm. um, which I know sounds kind of funny, but, like, I know who I do not want to be involved yep. in that big showdown scene. And, you know, part of what I think is interesting when you've got a heroine like I do who is, um, you know, she's pretty difficult but she's also quite tough and, you know, she you don't want her to be too weak. Like you, you want her to win. There's sort of a, a sense of giving everyone some satisfaction that she, you know, has kind of um, she can look after herself to an extent. Uh, but um, there's also the practicalities of whatever the circumstance is physically and where is it? Like, is it remote? Is it central? So it's like there's a few things to think about with the actual scene setting of that final um, big showdown because it's important to work out where it physically is as well as who's there and what happens and, 
what gets revealed and how and yeah it's like I actually find it quite um mechanical that final scene Mm -hmm. just because and, and I mean again you know you can kind of write it out and then rewrite it and get it get it right but just the logistics of it I think is kind of that it does need a little bit of thought um and you know what it's like when you you've got to get people into the right place and it's got to make sense that they're there yeah and if you do make it into a remote place how can people suddenly turn up like there's kind of some all those questions yeah yeah, that really like logistic that you've got to kind of go need to be believable I guess yeah exactly exactly Mm. um and there, there is I think I said this last time like there's a bit of a plot thread to my story that is a bit it's not far-fetched but it's tricky like it's tricky to make it not be far-fetched and Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make sure that in the back of my mind I'm just making sure that there's not going to be a point where someone goes what that's silly (laughs) (laughs) because I think you you lose people if it's too far-fetched or silly Mm. um and you know my books are they're not magical. They're not science fiction. Yeah. They are very much based in reality. Yeah, they can be a little bit dramatic and kind of, um, you know, over the top, but they can't be factually sort of challenging to someone going, that doesn't. Yeah, make, yeah. Because you know, when you're reading it, fiction, there's already that, you know, suspension of disbelief and you're watching theatre or whatever, and you can accept it to a certain point, I guess, but I guess you don't want to push your luck. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, like uh, we both know, you know, Jack Heath and, people like Chris Hammer and like, you know, Jack Heath's obviously got a take on reality that it's still reality, but it's, it's, you know, you, you know, you're in a slightly different sort of yep. set of hands and yep. you've, that's fine. You can suspend your belief because it's written in a way that it's like, Hey, get on board and go with me. Yeah. And there's like, fun to it as well. You know, there's a, a bit fun, of a fun, sarcastic like a, element to yeah, it. Yeah. Dark yeah, yeah. Humor. It's not a surprise. Like he doesn't yeah. sort of bring it to you and you don't suddenly go, what yeah so I think my books are obviously not like that they are set in the real world and I can't just suddenly introduce sort of cannibal yeah (laughs) yeah um whereas I think you know like Chris Hammer's books are they're they're different to mine because I feel like they're a little bit more like um Aussie caper like there's sort of a a caper element to them and they can be a bit more sort of fantastical because you've got these weird and wonderful sort of Australiana characters that are a little bit kooky still all set in total reality and grounded with you know fact but it can be quite like over the top I'm probably one back from that where Mm -hmm. yes I'm writing kind of you know fictional crime stories I can be a little bit dramatic and maybe a few too many things happen that couldn't happen to the same people (laughs) you know home and away style but it has to be realistic still. Like yeah. it can't be, you know, pushing someone's kind of suspension of belief too far. So, yeah, I'm trying to come up with, you know, original plots that are interesting and different while not kind of making it all suddenly seem like too convenient. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to go along with the journey. So, yeah, so it's all kind of, it is all kind of coming together. Um, and I do sort of feel like, yeah, almost 80,000 words. I'm probably pretty clear on the next 5,000 or so. Like I know sort of what happens next and mm-hmm. I I can get up tomorrow and I'm sure I can kind of smash out a few more words and kind of get a bit more uh, road of the book laid out. But I definitely can see also a future of um, time where I'm just trying to work out how it all sort of tetrises mm. together 
and there's going to need to be lots of connective tissue written. I think that's where I'm really going to struggle and I'm going to have to do a fair bit of rewriting, I think, mm-hmm. to make that work properly. Yeah. What intrigues yeah. me is that you don't know the ending. So I need to know, do you have any idea? Do you have a choice of ideas? You're just not happy with them. Are you trusting yourself that you're going to find the idea at the right time, the, you know, the ending? Yeah, so I definitely feel clearer than I did. Um, I've got, I, I sort of now know what's not, I'm kind of cancelling things out. Mm-hmm. So I've got to a point where I'm sort of like, okay, well, that's not an option. That person's not an option. That's definitely not how that's going to resolve. So I'm sort of, powers of deduction is narrowing the field. Okay, sure. <laughs> so that's helpful. Um, I, I sort of know, it's at this point, it's less about, like I kind of know who is involved um, in certain uh, elements of the, the crimes that are kind of involved, but I just I don't know exactly what their level of involvement is. Okay, sure. And who is, you know how there's often layers of sort of evil, I suppose, you know, who is evil, evil versus mm-hmm. maybe who is made a few poor decisions and has gotten into a pretty stupid scenario. Yeah. Um, who is sort of tangentially involved and who has maybe gotten involved without even kind of realizing it yeah it's that kind of thing that I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get a bit clearer Mm -hmm. so I kind of know I know what I'm dealing with but the level to which everybody is implicated and how they're going to respond to sort of having that be revealed is probably still something I think I am kind of interested in that so it's important to sort of make sure I understand how that's going to play out but I also need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting though, really interesting. Now, I, I read a lot of crime, as you know, and there's often, you know, the, the reveal and then there's kind of another twist or another reveal. And before you get to the ending, are you working towards kind of multiple small twists before the big one or is it just the big reveal leading up to that? How are you structuring this one? I've kind of got, I've got, um, I've got two big story arc reveals. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a couple peripheral little subplots that are maybe involved in those other two bigger ones, the mother mother ones, Mm -hmm. um, haven't quite decided. One, I'm sort of just still tossing up whether I kind of can it all together because I'm not sure it's kind of working or it's that important. Um, Or maybe it will just be a really good red herring that doesn't have to go anywhere but might have been able to go somewhere. Like I think that's still fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the two there's two big sort of um, uh, twists, I suppose, or two big revelations that need to be uh, written out. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, as with all of my books, really, one is more personal and one is more sort of removed. Yep. But both are relevant to the case itself. So, okay. um, and again, that's the other thing that can be. You know, a little. I'm mindful of. I've got a character. How many things can one person sort of um, endure? Realistically endure <laughs> and or be involved in. You know, she's not Jack Reacher. So <laughs> Maybe she is. Could be. I mean, that could be a really <laughs> plot twist if she was. But um, yeah, you sort of have to get to a point where no one's reading the book because they don't want bad stuff to happen to someone. Like that's yeah. the point. Yeah. So Unless you'd know. read a different genre, right? Exactly. So you can definitely chuck some pretty bad stuff at the one character and they'll, they'll, they'll cop it, you know. But I think there is like a limit to just making sure yeah. that people aren't rolling their eyes and reading at the same time. And I'm, <laughs> I I'm, to be honest, I don't think I'm at that point anyway. I'm not really worried that it's that sort of problematic. But 
I think you just have to then manage the way things play out so that even if it's believable, they're not kind of like, mm, this is feeling a little bit convenient sort of, and you don't want convenience on top of coincidence. Yeah, of course not. I think yeah. that's what you, that's, it's kind of easy, I think, when you're really trying to write fast and get lots of words down to you, you, you get a little bit into a trap of, oh, that's cool. Well, that could happen. Oh, then she could bump into this person. And I think when you're getting to a point where it's like you're bumping into too many people just to be able to kind of have a conversation that you want to orchestrate, yeah. you're like, you've got to stop. They can't just keep bumping into that person. <laughs> they kind of have to be a little bit more in control yeah. of that. So I did find myself last week kind of doing that. I was like, oh, maybe she can see him there and then that would be good because then they can talk about that. And I was like, mm, but that's a bit convenient. Like I think I'm going to have to work out a slightly more sort of um, purposeful reason for yep. him to see that person out. So, it's yeah, it's little things like that that you start to go, oh, mm. hang on a minute, there's a bit of a red flag. Because you never bump into the people you want to bump into. You always no, bump into true. the people maybe that you aren't ready to bump into. <laughs> that's correct. And I think, you can, I mean, in a small town, it's a little bit different. Yeah, and sure. So if you're working a crime scene, you are going to see some of the people that are yeah. part of that, like, orbit of that crime scene. So, you know, you can you can sort of come across people in their yeah, working environments. But I think you you sort of just have to make sure that you don't have, like, three chapters in a row where it's like, oh, then they were there. And then they saw that person and then, oh, they managed to resolve that whole thing because then they, the other person turned up. So it's it's just sort of making sure it doesn't start get too slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's good. I like that. I like the thought. Lots of thinking, lots of writing, but then still lots of rewriting to go back. And I like how you said that connective tissue, which I think is kind of a really fiddly hard bit, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm like I'm pretty – it's one of those things where I really wish I could do it as I go but I think you know once I get that draft kind of down I will be able to go back and be much better at sort of doing those little mind surgeries and doing all that connective tissue because I think sometimes you just need to sort of step back and Mm. be able in a more holistic way and then you can really identify where those pieces aren't quite coming Mm. together but and have you had fun. that chance to step back because you've just been riding, 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 riding? You haven't really had not, that chance, have you? Not really. Like I'm sort of, again, I feel like I'm kind of closing in probably on that point, like mm-hmm. I'm getting close to that stage. Um, it's more though, even though I have been doing a lot of riding, it is funny how little things start tugging on your mind. Like I did sort of go, I know that that opening, like this, the car was going the wrong way. And, in the open, and I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense that they're going out of town. They need to be going into town. So it just kept bugging me And on the weekend. I was like, okay, I'm just going to fix that now because it's going to take about, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. And I just need to change the direction fix of the it. car. Yeah. <laughs> so I went through and I fixed that. And then I was like, okay, cool, that's done. Um, and that's connective tissue, right? Like that's yeah. something that has to make sense right from the start or, or it sort of ruins the whole thing. So you can sometimes just your brain can be like, mm, hang on a minute, gotta fix that. It's like something's not right. Um, but to do that whole proper review of all of those mistakes and errors and mm, stuff. That's when it gets yeah, tough. And I'm that's have hours to get... and hours of work. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I'm gonna print it out and okay, do the proper. Yeah. Go to go to office works, print it out, <laughs> go to office work, highlight yeah. it out. That's right, that's right. So you've avoided not, that so far, yeah. so well done. Well done. Yeah, I think like maybe try to avoid that for another you know, 
two or three weeks. Okay, that's a goal, another goal. And then, yeah, and then um, I may fail. I may not make that goal. But I do. <laughs> it does get pretty tempting. But, um, yeah, that's I think would be ideal. And then, yeah, proper proper big review and start to really fix all the things that mm. aren't quite right. Yeah. So you've been really busy last six weeks, particularly with work. You've been flying around the country. So when and where did you write? I know you like to sort of write in chunks. You don't you don't really write in cracks, do you? N- not as much as I used to. Like I did for a while, but it's I think it's just becoming more effective to do big slabs of mm-hmm. time if I have them. So this is, yeah, the last few weekends I've had lots of um, sort of time that I've ring-fenced off on a Saturday and I've been pretty strict with mm-hmm. not procrastinating too much when I've got that time, which has been, you know, good. A little bit at night, you know, sort of later at night, that's been okay. Um, a little bit flying back from places later at night, I've kind of done the thing where I'm like, all right, get the laptop out and actually yeah. use the hour. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just find that really ineffective and I just get too tired, but I have been a bit more, bit better at that lately. Um yeah, so it's been a bit of everything. Mm. Sunday, Sundays, mornings, just a power hour or whatever. Yeah, but just um, finding the time wherever you can. Do you give yourself a little reward? Do you say, okay, I'm going to do this power hour or this three hours, and I get to do this or eat this snack? Yeah. Do you have little chips. rewards? Always, chips, always potato chips oh, is my favourite. Okay, so I'm not really, I'm not much of a sweet tooth, but okay. I do, I do quite like salt. So mm-hmm. anything that's got a chip shape and flavour is good. You put them at the end yeah. of your desk, sort of just sit there. I do that with my lint balls. I'm like, after yeah, I podcast, yeah. I'm like, after I finish these podcasts tonight, I'm allowed to go and have my lint balls. So, you know, yeah, we all yeah. need to reward ourselves. Yeah, little treats. And, <laughs> and also, treat. it's, I mean, sometimes it's not even a treat. It's actually more like, right, you do this for 25 minutes, you go for a little walk, you do this for 25 minutes, you yeah. check social media, you do, you know, it, it's just giving yourself a bit of a like kick in the Breather. Ass, really. yeah. Come on, like, 20 minutes, you can probably smash out a few hundred words in 20 minutes. And I and because I'm at a point in the book where I'm back on track in terms of having things to write that I've got in my head, it is much easier to do that because um, I, I have things to kind of get stuck into. So, yeah, yeah it's been like it has been quite productive. Um, yeah, uh, 20,000 words. Yeah, so it's been Amazing. good. But mm, You're on uh, track for sure. Yeah, I think I am on track, but, uh, you know, you always just, I, I think I'm really, <laughs> you're always just mindful of not tricking yourself and, you know, reading that proper draft through is where you have to be pretty discerning around, hang on, is this actually working? How how finished are you really? I think it's always <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. It's super tempting to be like, I've done the draft. And then, I mean, I'm just at a point where I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, I haven't really. <laughs> I've just so, written words with some ideas. That's fit. right. Most of the time. Mm. Yeah, so I do need to think about that. Now, besides your agent, who I know that you said, you know, at some point Mm. you'll send it to her and she can read it, do you Mm. ever go to beta readers or people that you trust to read anything? Not, no, not really, not Mm. anymore. Only just Mm. because I guess I feel like the agent will read it and then Mm. if she's happy or, you know, I might make a few tweaks based on her suggestions and then it will go to my publisher and then she'll do the same and then if she's happy it goes to the editor. Yeah. And it just sort of feels like there's only so much feedback I can take. It's true. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And sometimes you get so much feedback that the story doesn't end up being, doesn't know what it is anymore. So I yeah. think it's yeah. important to get feedback, but it's important to get feedback from the right people. 
Yeah, and do you know what too? I think maybe if it wasn't part of a series, I would be a little bit more inclined to be mm-hmm. saying to someone, hey, can you read this and like tell me if you think it kind of makes sense or works or yeah. whatever, or do you like this character or whatever? I think because it's, it's a character that I've already written in a world that I already know. Yeah. Yes, I feel like there's le- it's, it's in a more of a guardrails yeah. sort of framework anyway. So I just really want to make sure that the three people that sort of matter like it. Yeah, fair it enough. Yeah. Good. Whereas, you know, like I probably don't really need other perspectives on something yeah. that's kind of got like a bit of a structure to it already. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we had your book set, going stretching right back into my memory now, Smithson? Yeah, Smithson, yeah. Melbourne? Yep. Byron? Fictional sort of Byron, yeah. Oh, what a memory I've got. Seriously, I don't know where I dug that out from, Sarah. And (laughs) where is this one set? Can you tell us? Yeah, this one's back in Smithson. Okay, cool. So back, circling back. Will this be the last instalment, do you think? I I think so. Okay, because it's cool that it circles back if it is. Yeah, I think it circles back in a way that's quite sort of poignant and it does feel like a circle. Mm. way to describe it it is very different she's very different lots has happened but there's enough familiarity that it does feel like it's coming kind of full circle and yes there's it's like 10 years mm, you know wow. so it's a lot yeah. a lot's and happened I, between then which I won't say in case you're not up to date with this years but a lot happens between that's them. right yes yeah, so so first I, we first meet Jeremy yeah. Smithson to now a lot has happened Sarah in mm. her personal life her professional life this is this is true, and all those things kind of are part of this story as well as the sort of um, case themselves. So um, yes, I do think it probably feels like it does end for me in a neater way mm. than the third one ever could have. Mm. Um, but you know, I've always toyed around with the idea that maybe the character of Gemma could pop up in other stories and be oh, sort of adjacent in some way. But I think I think in terms of being the lead, um, yeah, protagonist, done. I think I'm done. Yeah. 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 In the Sarah Marvel universe, she could pop up as a little cameo. Yeah, I mean, look, the metaverse, who knows, I could probably work out some role for her to play somewhere. So, <laughs> but, yeah, buying coffee. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think she could, on, she could be on the phone to someone else in another book or something. Like, lots of possibilities. Lots of possibilities. Yeah. So next time we meet, two or three weeks, depending on aligning our calendars, which is like, you know, something that we need to call NASA in to help us with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So 80K words achieved now in the next two Mm. or three weeks. You're going to try and resist the temptation to print it out until then. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can, otherwise it doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, How many words do you want within two or three weeks? What are you aiming for? I think, look, if it was three weeks, I'd probably be happy with 10. Mm -hmm. I think if it's two weeks, I don't know, say like seven and a half. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go um, seven to ten k. So we're looking at probably getting close to the ninety k by the time we next speak. Yeah, I sort of, I, you know, I don't know exactly how long it's going to end up being. Probably around one hundred and twenty, one hundred and five, depending yeah, on how okay. tight I can make it. Also, I've got a few threads to to resolve, um, but maybe I'll write bigger and then bring it in. I feel mm-hmm. like that's probably mm-hmm. looking pretty. It might sort of swell out a little bit and then get a bit refined. So. Yeah, around 10,000 words would be amazing. And then I really feel like it's not closing in after that. It's just going to be like locking it all up, yeah. up the mess and connecting all the dots. And, mm. yeah. Knowing what um, some of your next three weeks is going to look like, what challenges are you expecting and obstacles to get in your way? 
uh, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be all right. I've got, um, I, I've kind of not committed to too much social sort of bits and pieces. Work should be manageable, busy during the day, but hopefully not like working late into the night. So I rec- like I've got, I've got hours definitely mm-hmm. in the next three weeks that I okay, can cool. use cleverly. Awesome. Well, I'm super impressed with 20K. I didn't know what to expect. It had been a while since we spoke, but you did assure me, go, I promise I've written words, but I never, I never like to know until we've started recording because I like to be surprised. You know, I think I said to you, like, I know we don't have time to meet, but don't worry, I am writing. (laughs) And I'm like, don't tell me how many, don't tell me. I like to be surprised on the day and go, wow, 20K. So 80K is a really good place because if it's going to be over, just over the 100,000 mark, we're in sort of mid-October and we were yeah. looking at Christmas, weren't we? So November and December. Yeah, and, yeah um, I'd, love to, I'd love to send it to my agent. Ideally, I'd love to send it to her in the first week of December. But, um, I mean, I can probably send it to her while I'm still tidying mm-hmm. final bits and pieces mm-hmm. up because she's, you know, it's kind of like she's not going to be too sort of fussy if it's not perfect. Um, so that would be, that's still kind of my goal because I'd really love to hear back from her before Christmas. Yeah. So I can work on her feedback. Yeah, her feedback after yeah. that. Well, yeah. I am going to be in Melbourne in the beginning of December at some point. So I think we should try, if our calendars align, to do a like in-person podcast in the it's month of December, of November or December, whichever one yeah. we can manage. And we can have a bit of a, a pre-celebration of this is almost done and you're going to make it. Yeah, that sounds really good. Let's if if you're here in December, that would be perfect. Yeah, Let's cool. Definitely. Yeah, I think I'm here in December around the first or the second weekend, so I reckon we can work yeah, it, perfect. meet for an hour. We'll do the podcast live somewhere, and um, sounds great. We'll do it with a with a drink, whatever your choice of drink yeah. is. Might be a tea, might be yeah. wine, might be a vodka, might be all three. I don't know. It sounds great. I'll let you know <laughs> the, the time, depending on how the next few weeks has gone, probably. Yeah, of course. No worries. Excellent. Or I'll just come over and I'll have the vodka and I'll watch you write. <laughs> Look, that, that might be where I'm at at that point where I need like a live coach just knowing me or something. We'll just record it. Go, Sarah. Slosh, slosh. Yeah. Me pouring what another drink. Now? How many words now? <laughs> You've got to write 500 words for every glass of drink I have. Maybe that's like a new TikTok trend we can introduce <laughs> into like live authoring or something. Finally, we'll go viral. <laughs> Yeah, the live cam be weird. Um, hopefully, I'm at a point where I'm like, it's all good. Don't worry about that. We don't need to do that. It's done. <laughs> well, that's what this whole thing's been about—the unknown. So it's been a really exciting sort of journey for me to watch you as well. You know, and some weeks have been a bit harder, and some weeks you've mm-hmm. smashed it. And so I feel like you're in a really good place to make the goal um, of just around about a hundred thousand ish words by by Christmas. So yeah, I think I've got one more like um, dip of depression um, in finishing it and then but apart but I reckon I'll be sort of okay and then there'll be many dips in the editing process so I've got to save up my energy for that absolutely all right well we're going to log off and say goodbye but we're going to align our calendars for the next three weeks and like I said it, it does take us a while to do this because our calendars are very full but we always find the time somehow always somewhere time. Yeah. <laughs> thanks Sarah thanks Danny.